Inside LAFC is back. Here we are, episode 19. Where is Vince? I am what? Still Vince. No, but that's nice face. to meet you. Hello, Vince LaRosa. I got a little bit of a beard going, I think. I'm, Did you not have that? Uh, that volume of a beard? No, it just keeps going. I'm, I'm just feeling it out. Yeah, speaking of beards, very underrated uh, rock, hard rock song. Uh, are you familiar with the Orange County band Fu Manchu? Yes. Weird Beard? Yeah. That's a great jam. If you want to get fired up in the morning, I highly recommend listening to Weird Beard. Did not think I was going that direction. Right. Well, when you say beards and you say rock band, ZZ, ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Two front men for ZZ beard. Top both have beards. The drummer's, the drummer's last name is beard. beard. Does not have one. He's got to grow a beard. All right. We better talk about soccer now. Yeah. I have a friend who downloads YouTube. That's his favorite thing to do. He likes to have a couple beers and I go to his house and he shows me ZZ Top videos. I kid you not. I should not have admitted that. But I, I would crush him. I go, what are we doing? Let's go out. And he goes, look at this. He loves ZZ Top. I want to be friends with that dude. <laughs> ZZ Top, underrated band. Oh, I love ZZ Top. <laughs> hey, we want to keep it very positive here because uh, I think everyone is beginning to recover. And before we get into our, uh, our breakdown of the LA Classico, El Trafico, uh, the LA Derby, the 110 Freeway, McGillicuddy, the Good Timers. Carpool Classico. Something will come out of all of this, of all the clutter. Let's just call it the Derby for now. You and I, for reference now. I'm, not, I'm say, not calling it El Trafico at any point beyond I just what I just say, said. I just want to say that on the way to the game, and I went the day before to, to record some stuff, I got hit by some serious Trafico, if you know what I mean. On the 110 and the 405 and the 91 all around there, it was some plenty Trafico. So, yeah, the 405's it's not, not coming out of the blue. It's not coming out of the blue. There's a lot of construction around there in that, in that, in that spot. Torrance, Carson. All right, so um, just want to remind you to subscribe to Inside LAFC because you get great content like this. Uh, we steer you in the right direction with regards to ZZ Top and uh, where to avoid traffic in Los Angeles. But subscribe, leave us comments and reviews. We certainly appreciate it. And it happened. It I happened. said it was going to be 4-1 LAFC. I was, I was wrong. Yeah. We, just, we, we did try to keep our heads down on this because we just didn't know. Well, what did we say going into it? We just could not fathom a situation where if both teams played at their best, that LFC would lose this game. Unfortunately, the situation was not both teams playing at their best. I mean, I think the Galaxy absolutely probably their best game of the season, easily. I mean, I would say it was Latan's performance, maybe a top three performance in the MLS. Let's just leave it at regular season that I've ever seen. Yeah. It was just really impressive. I mean, in terms of stone-cold sheer finishing <laughs> and just being brutal and every... Like, I Demoralizing think, a club, knocking yeah. Latif to the ground, pushing people around, injuring people. We'll stay, I'll stay clear of that. But everything he wanted to do, he did after saying it. Yeah. That is, as much as it hits you in the pit of your stomach, that's pretty big time from Zlatan. Yeah, I don't love it. It doesn't You don't make, have to like it. You just yeah, have to accept it. It doesn't make me feel good. Although I will say this, the people that are so surprised by this, I know that that's the big story. Like, were you surprised that Zlatan backed up his trash talking? It's like, No. I mean, this is kind of what he does. It's it's he he trash talks. I think some I can't remember who somebody on ESPN FC brought it up. He trash talks in order to pump himself up. Mm-hmm. He needs his own challenge because he's his own best friend, worst enemy, everything. I mean, he loves himself some Zlatan, and so that's what he does. And is it, but is it impressive that he's able to, to pull it off? Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, he's a top five player. I mean, some people were getting into it and saying he was a top three player in the world had it not been for Messi and Ronaldo. And I would say. No. Pump the brakes. Ronaldinho, you know, people and, like that. And people are critical of Lionel Messi's international career. Zlatan's international career is... It's not great. It's bad. It's bad. And, and his last run, it was, you know, Sweden looked great without him. Sweden has played some of their best football without Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Just put, take that for... Uh, Take that and consider that down the road. But yeah, and even club, I mean, down the road, he wasn't like winning things. He had his great performances like he did this. It's like, it sometimes feels like a bit of an outlier, but... Yeah, he he has put up great numbers at Major League Soccer. You cannot deny that. Great, great numbers everywhere he goes. I mean, PSG was almost a goal per game guy. I mean, that's what he does. But does he necessarily carry his team to the greatest of heights? No. Look, he had his he had his fantastic streak of league titles in 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 Italy and yeah. Caveat being, uh, it's from Ajax to Juventus to Barcelona 
to AC Milan. I mean, wasn't look, exactly signing a contract with Sampdoria. Yeah, I mean, and 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 the one team that he comes, he goes to United. That's one team you would say like, well, yeah, if you can lift United, who was in a little bit of a down trough to a title, he did a little. He did a little, but they didn't make it, and he gets injured. Then you say, okay, you come to the Galaxy, who are in a down trough, you can lift them. Oh, they crashed out the last day of the season, couldn't make it to the playoffs. So. He is yet to prove that in the places where like he has to be the main fulcrum of the team, for the most part, that he can do it. And again, he is 37. So yeah. I think Matt Doyle br- bring this, brings this up multiple times over the past couple of days. This is not replicable. He's not going to score a hat trick against every team. And we've already seen he's not scoring hat tricks no. against every team. And just to reiterate what we said earlier, it's LAFC. Were, I mean, LA Galaxy were in a real predicament. They were starting to hemorrhage. And we were thinking, like, there's a chance for LAFC to apply that fatal blow, which I would have thought, if the Galaxy lost this, would have put them in a position where they really could have slipped up the back of the playoffs. Really could have happened. And instead, they fortify themselves in second. So it's a huge result uh, on that front. But it's, I guess we could talk a little bit about the play and how did you see it? I mean, and I know you've crunched some numbers and... And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you off the ledge a bit and tell you why this was in the big picture a good result for all parties. But how did you see it? Because you know, just off the naked eye, we saw guys that we thought were stone cold steadfast really struggle. Eduardo Tuesta, Eddie Segura, uh, Mark Anthony K. They weren't able to do what they did, and it kind of dictated things into the path of whatever the LA Galaxy's game plan was. Yeah, the intensity of the Galaxy and what they want to do. I mean, their game plan is intensity, is aggression. Second balls, anytime you're a team that plays for second balls and basically says, we're going to bang with you, we're going we're gonna to muck up the game, we're going to disrupt it, and then we're going to try to create something out of it, that's automatically going to take LFC out of their game because that's not the way we play. It's not even the way we train, really. I mean, we train, obviously, to be a tough team, to be aggressive, uh, but it's hard to get in the mode of basically then wrestling a game back. And I think that's the same, that's the kind of the nuance, that's the point of LAFC that even Bob Bradley brought up after the game that, that they still are kind of lacking. Where in a, if a team comes and says, we're just going to punch you right in the mouth, we're not here to play football, we're here to just do one thing, how do you say, okay, I'm going to block that and then I'm going to pick it up and bring my game to the next level, carry this game into somewhere where they can play football. Some that people, didn't happen. That didn't happen. And some people want to see LAFC say instead, screw it, screw the football, let's just scrap. I would say 20, you know, 21 games in the season, we've seen that football is the way forward with this team. So I don't, understand, I don't necessarily agree that all of a sudden we should start change, making big changes for one match. I get it. It's the Derby. I get it. It's your rival. But we have to still look at the entire season. And I think that might be part of your point and why this could be the best thing that could happen, right? Right. I will say this because as during the game, as it, it was 3-1 for the Galaxy, Started getting texts from some people who are uh, um, within the industry here, uh, calling games or with a club. And I got it. Some people are going, ha ha, I got it. Yeah, relax. But yeah, I got one who that kind of hit home. He goes, he goes, now's a really good time for someone for LAFC to get somebody at the Galaxy, come in hot and heavy, take a red card, and leave a calling card. And I was like, ah, oh, that's not LAFC's thing either, but got me to thinking a little bit that I mean, person was english right <laughs> not english but okay not far away but uh it was interesting but it was yeah i got it i was like no you can't do that but there's something about a guy dictating it that that's kind of the the response in sports it honestly doesn't happen the guy i think as close as mark anthony k who, who kind of get in there he was out of the game by then but is that something that would is that something that should be done here I almost feel like that plays into what the Galaxy want, right? I think that's fair, Vince. Like, they still like want this. Because at the end of the day, like, you, you you light a guy up, you're red-carded. Yeah, in the moment, you probably feel pretty good. But when we face them again in a month's time, what do you remember of it? it I, I don't know. It's kind of like the – it's very American, very, like, the baseball yeah, vibe. You yeah, throw at the, you throw at the guy. The rules of baseball. And hope that he remembers. Or even hockey, you know, they get in a scrap and they – it, they pick it up the next season completely. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. I wouldn't have hated it though if I saw it that game. Yeah, I wouldn't have been told. Totally we were all it. in a very visceral state of uh, affairs. Yeah, we were all upset. I mean, look. At the end of the day, I think Bob put it perfectly when he said we didn't have enough guys that had a good game. That's, and I was looking, at the and they list. had a lot. There was like you know, 
I mean, lots everything's of- been said now, but there were guys, and, I, and there was some talk. I, I think Matt Doyle said it too. It's like, okay, we're going to take away what Carlos Vela does. We're going to take Eduardo Tuesta, and other guys will have to come up. And that game plan, if it was so cut and dry, it worked because Diego Rossi had open space, didn't do much with Mark Anthony, couldn't make those connections that Atuesta did. Atuesta couldn't make them either because he was receiving a lot of attention. They went to the other guy, uh, whoever it was, and it seemed to have success across the board. But the list of guys who didn't play, because that's the one we always said, if Carlos Vela doesn't have a good game, there's other guys that will come up. And we've seen it time and time again. We saw it at Houston the other way. Dio had these great game, these goals. And by the way, that Houston game is vying larger and larger. Because imagine that was a tie or worse, a loss. That Mohamed El Munir play didn't have, that was a loss. You have Portland loss, this one, and this. Yeah. Things could change, obviously. But imagine where we could be looking at. But Dio coming up big, but no one came up. No one had that moment. No one, you were like, it was like, save me, help. No. And that's going to happen sometimes. Yeah. I mean, on the balance of things, I I had a tough time picking out more than one guy that I really thought played well. I thought Carlos in moments played well. I thought Dio in moments had some ideas. Tristan Blackman was the one guy that I could probably look at and say, like, he had a good game. He was given the license. He was given space because yeah. there was times he was in the final third. Right. But... You know, that's maybe not the guy you want in LAFC, but those options were taken away. No, maybe not the guy you want, but that, that's what you would say. Look, if the ball has to keep moving and it has to go to the next guy and that next guy then has to make the play because one guy is too, you know, has is too occupied with something, then yeah, he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's taking advantage of the opportunities that are presented to him and too many guys didn't. I mean, Mark walked off the field and we could see it visibly upset. And I know why he was upset because he did not have a good game, yeah. guaranteed. And certainly the time being pulled out too, it, it speaks yeah, volumes. Yeah, when you're pulled out in that moment of the game, it's kind of saying, it's just not working for you. We got to get a guy in there with enough time that he can get up to speed and get into the game. And Lee came in was... Lee came in and was good. He was starting to pick up spots. Good. I would say game state changes that a little bit. When you're behind by one, you right. can kind of start to do that. But Mark had chances to dictate the game and just, we didn't find it. Also, you know, they're bypassing all the other things that Mark does. Mark is able to press well. They had no, I, we, I was sitting next to you, but also on my other side, we had Jeff Parrish, who's our graphic designer. And there was one point in the first half where the Galaxy kind of moved the ball around their back line. I go, just get it over with. And Jeff goes, what? He goes, I go, watch, long ball. That second, long ball. I go, and Jeff goes, what do you mean? I go, they they have no intention to build from the back and play through the middle. A little fakey. I mean, I, I, these people, look, I think Jonathan Dos Santos had a very good game in That's recoveries good. and putting pressure on LFC high up the pitch. But these people that are saying like, oh, he's a, he's a hub. He's really dictating play. He's spraying oh, balls he's around. Good. Okay, he's sending long balls to Zlatan just like everyone else. Don't don't give me this. He's dictating the pace of the game. Had a good game, but the, the game plan was this. Move the ball until you can get into an area where you can hit your target man and then everyone run, run off of him. And I thought, my if besides Zlatan, uh, Alvarez, I thought was and a Fabio, fantastic player. From the people I speak with the Galaxy, they were they were getting very frustrated with Fabio Alvarez. They were getting, where is this? This is a guy uh, on loan from an Argentine club, uh, Atletico Tucumán, that they wanted to get going, and it hadn't happened. And then I'm sitting there watching, and go, oh, he's getting it going now, this yeah. guy. you got to be kidding me. Think about the Argentine league and the direct play and the physical play. Yeah. Maybe this was the game where he goes, oh, this is my type of game. This is what I want. Yeah, it did appear that way. I'm going to tell you why this is a good thing, but first of all, uh, everyone is talking about the, and by the time you hear this, maybe something has happened with Zlatan with regards to the league office and the uh, the elbow to Mohamed El-Manir. Uh, maybe he doesn't get suspended. Maybe he does. The week's still going to play out here. I just will speak on this, that the images that we saw of Mohamed El-Manir with a dent on his head and a... Even worse, the x-rays where his his, his face was broken. I it's mean, caved in. It's caved in. Not only is is it horrible to see, but maybe uh, I overreact here, but I, from what I know, I mean, this is the kind of thing that is it could be life-threatening in that part of the head. So this is a very serious situation, and I hope the league handles it with intensive care uh, for what it is. And, I mean, from what I saw... There was a look over it it, it. it looked like something that deserves a suspension and he should be suspended. But whether it happens or not, I don't know. Yeah, there's a point when protect yourself becomes excessive. Yeah. He knew where he was. And there's two lookovers. He knew where he was. Part of it is, yeah, he's protecting himself. But there's a point when you then go on the offensive. Yeah. I mean, look, you can't, you can't say to me that Muhammad put enough force in his jump 
that he would run into Zlatan's elbow. Because if you're protecting yourself, your elbows are there now as, as more of a defense mechanism. You got to cock your elbow to, to break yeah. a guy's face like that. Yeah, anytime these, these suckers come up, and if you're, if you're just listening, I'm putting up my elbows, uh, that, is, that is the alarm sign for referees. You just got to say, you must have to run over there and knock his elbows down and say, do not lift those things. All right, I'll touch on really quick and tell me what you think. This is the reality. LAFC, Galaxy, LAFC wins this game and they pull way ahead of everyone. The, the Western Conference chase really becomes obsolete, which is fine. I will say this, that's good for me because I'm planning on going to Austin City Limits and there's two weekends in October. And the first weekend's the last weekend of the regular season, so I don't want to go because we have a game. I want to just go for Friday. I want to see Guns N' Roses and Tame Impala and if the raconteurs. But I'm not going to see for the whole weekend. I just want to go Friday and see a friend who lives in Austin. But I'm trying to hold off for the next weekend, but I want to make sure that LAFC has a buy. And I'm pretty sure if they had that win, I would have bought my tickets this week knowing that they would have had a buy, even though they don't. But now I have to hold off my travel plans for a couple of weeks. We need uh, like <laughs> do it for Bredo's shirts. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's a nine-point lead, right? Look, guys. It could have been a lot bigger, but now I'm like, all right, I got to wait for my tickets. But There's obviously big ramifications in, in, in getting the top spot. You win the supporter shield, most likely. It's going to come from the West. You get your buy. But, More importantly. <laughs> but the third thing, you got to get Max Bredos out to Austin City Limits. We got to yeah. get the stories. It's a big trip. I'm taking my wife, my friend, my other friend, Max. We have like five Maxes at LFC, but I have another friend, Max. He's going to go, and my friend Jaime lives there, and he's gonna. I'm very excited. But nine points, I can't pull the trigger. So I'm going to go one of the weekends, but I'll have to come back sooner than I would have liked if it's that first weekend. This now It makes complete sense now why you were totally distraught after the match. <laughs> Probably just staring at your phone with the with the. It's button. all about me. Was, was, was your phone out and you had the button just like confirm tickets and you just sat there and like one tear <laughs> like, dropped down? And you hold off on this? I mean, that weekend, if they're in the bye and the West and everyone else is playing, nah, that's a perfect weekend to go. You're a popular character at, um, I was about to say StubHub, Dignity <laughs> uh, Sports Health I'm ha- Park. <laughs> I practice it so much this weekend that I actually can say it now. Dignity Health Sports Park. Dignity Health Sports Park. But... I don't mean that to be rude, but it's it's a mouthful. I think they should call it Dignity Health Park. But look, the that uh, that facility is fantastic. You know, regardless of how you look at the Carson, it has a lot going on that it can house an NFL team. It still feels like a soccer stadium with the twenty seven thousand seats. It has a tennis court slash boxing ring where they can do all sorts of events. They have done everything. I imagine they've paid off that place already since they built it, and that should be saluted because that's what you want that's what everyone wants that's you know they want to bank a california stadium they want to pay for that building in order to do that you got to have events in addition to soccer and they have a little more leeway where they can do so they had the x games there where they put it in the mud oh yeah and they had the, the cars coming i think that's a little excessive but uh it, hopefully it, it never adds, happens at california stadium they, they refurbished the front it looks nice but um but a press box where i could actually like put my legs yeah yeah the press box uh is little Hispanic but I like this like made like, for humans yeah <laughs> but anyway it was uh, tacos like tacos were good there I like it it's very close to me as well in, at Redondo Beach so I'm holding off on the uh, the tickets for now you yeah. had a good time it was a good time running, roaming around there it's yeah, nice to know you don't have to I had a good time it was good seeing uh, some fans out there I mean we had a, a, quite the collection of fans I actually want to bring this up one more thing I know there was a lot of talk about the camo and I, I about the camo about the camo and I thought about this more, and I thought about all this, all the talk on the internet. It's not for you. I, I don't understand the people that are like, the camel's stupid. Yeah, you're not a supporter of our team, and you're not part of that supporters group. Try getting your supporters group of your team the, a, a day or two leading before to all come in camo and all be as uniform yeah. as, the, as they were. Try it. And if you can do it, then that should be saluted. That's what, it, they wanted to have fun. They wanted to do their thing. If you don't like it, you're not part of the supporters group. You're not supposed to like it. I don't think there, there was... Look, there's a, obviously a line. Okay. Look, you do something threatening. You do something, you know, rude, whatever. They came in camo. It's fine. And you didn't like it. I, will, I just want to say this. With, I have a bad history of camouflage because in 1988, this is before I went to Florida State where my football interests are. I the was university four years of, old. The University of Miami had the Fiesta Bowl. They were this number the one. Vinny Testaverde. And they played oh, Penn Vinny. State. And they all showed up in camouflage. And the place was like, are you kidding? This is the players, obviously, not the fans. And uh, it was an embarrassing loss for Miami. So I saw that and I was like, oh my God, the camouflage. It's like, but. So I, wait, I, that, so that worked. You're it saying. It did not that? work. Miami lost. Oh, okay. But uh, this is. So when I saw cameras, I go, I go, camouflage 0 for 2 on my watch. But uh, 
I will say, you know, some people I've spoken to uh, in the media circles, like, what's for the camera? They didn't like it. I get it. It is for the fans. But that's also a reflection of the club. And I would like to say, you know, with uh, the 3252 have treated me like a, a mil- $10 million everywhere I go, embracing, uh, res- very respectful, and just just wonderful. Make me feel like part of the team. So their stories have to be told, and they're great. And I know some people who don't know the 3252 get some preconceived uh, thoughts on the, uh, on the fan group because of the camo. So it makes it a little harder to say that. But I will continue to scream from the mountaintops how great Salt of the Earth, the 3252, and the LAFC fans are. I'm just saying from their perspective, and I heard it a lot from the media, they're like, oh, what's this camo stuff? It looks like you're coming to war, which was kind of it is, but it's sports. So it needs a, a, little, it needs a little repair work for me to talk about it. But it shouldn't be that way, but that's the, way, that's the reality of what I had to deal with. And right, sure so pre- okay, so preconceived notions aside, yeah. that's one thing. But if they were to all come in Hawaiian shirts... You know what I thought they should have done? I mean, I would love to see it. Wouldn't it be cool if they all showed up as like the Blues Brothers? Is that too dated? Like, That'd be cool. We, me and you would like it. <laughs> Let's talk to them. Yeah. Right. I mean, we would do it. Like Magnum P.I.'s. <laughs> Look, all, all I got to say is this. Clue us in next time so yeah. we can be a part of it. I want one of those shirts. But I I, I just, I'd be wearing one of those shirts right now. Right. The only thing that just really bothered me was the, the fact that the, I get it, the preconceived notions aside, but the thing that really bothered me was like, yeah, you're not supposed to, I just, like I said, you're not supposed to like it. And again, try getting a group of people with all different ideas, all different backgrounds, all different, you know, just con- concepts of how they should show up to a game. Try getting them all to buy into one thing. I mean, there's places where supporters group can't sit together. Right. Look, I'm just saying. Is, in the big picture, it was electric there. And I was just blown away. I even tweeted, I go, this is, you don't feel it because what LAFC did and the galaxies are rather tepid, you know, it's, they, they get loud, but not like that. It, that lifted the LAFC, the LA Galaxy fan base. And to see that back and forth reminding me of what you see in Italy, when you see the two cities. I don't want to say it's Milan, but we see Inter and, and the, the two fan bases communicating. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I've covered um, multiple MLS Cups there, and so have you. Have you ever heard it louder than no. it was? No, that was never. The LAFC, and you have to give it the LAFC element. In the MLS Cup, sometimes it was no two teams. But I've been there where they had the Galaxy were playing. And it was it was festive and intense, but not like that. That was you know, it was something else. And that's one of the reasons why everyone's taking notice from big ESPN to outlets around the world to people that had no idea. Like this is what soccer, this is what MLS can be like. Yeah, Yeah. this is what MLS can be like. It was top story everywhere overseas as well. And I guess the social reaction to different interviews with Zlatan Mm -hmm. and the posts and the what was through the charts. And that was a, that's a big deal. So MLS took advantage of that. I knew we'd go longer on this segment. I knew it. Yeah. So we'll tighten up at the end. But I just want to say this is good because these two teams play again next month. They get a chance to shut down Zlatan at uh, Bank of California Stadium. It keeps the Western Conference alive. It makes games exciting, which is great for the league. And I think it keeps a little fire under LAFC too, which I think is really important because they are locked in knowing that the big thing is not to beat the Galaxy. The big thing is to win MLS Cup. And this sort of interaction, I think, will help them in the big picture. Because once they get to the postseason, it could be one and done. you got to be ready for a bad performance like that. It's over. you got to know what it feels like and what you got to do to change it. So all this is disappointing. But for LAC, for the league, for the Galaxy, for everyone, for the TV, for the social media, this is great. Because it accentuates the second game here and potentially another game in the postseason, possibly. Yeah, it's not something you can't come back from. Yeah, it's... Got to do it, though. I mean, it hurt, yeah, it hurts really bad right now, but we we go again on Friday. I mean, this is the way it goes. We go again, and we, we move forward. I mean, I think we're going to talk more about it in the, in the upcoming segments, but there's a lot of positives, yeah. and there's a lot of different talking points that we can go from here, and I think, I think we put a pretty good bow on. Right. So we are going to talk about it. We're going to talk a little bit more, and I'm going to ask you. Well, we were going to talk about it, it and then I got your opinion on it, and I was like, oh, now we're going to spar. Let's do this. We'll be right back on Inside LAFC, and we're going to talk about is it time to get the transfer market moving here for LAFC to bring in some fresh blood like they did last year throughout the season. We'll talk about that next. inside LAFC we wanted to keep this separate from our opening segment because there might be the prospect of us arguing which doesn't happen a lot we got to argue more Fist often because when we're Edison we're very contrarian with each other like we're, we're off here we're like oh, yeah we just avoid those topics we need to 
find those topics head on. Yeah, we come in here way too much and go buddy buddy when, yeah. when we, we don't. It's normally. usually contrarian stuff uh, about stuff outside of LAFC. Yeah, like about the Champions League. I feel like you just lob grenades my way and see if like let's see what Vince thinks. Yeah, like we and then it. and then when I get you get a rise out of me, I think you you love it. Here's a good example. Like I was like. Uh, Careful, I have a feeling Curacao is going to run with the United States in the Gold Cup. You're like, no chance. I saw them. I saw them at uh, Bank of California Stadium. They are a bunch of ham and eggers. He didn't use that expression. That's for me. Yeah, we never used that expression. I was like, yeah, we care. there's something, and there was. And that helped the U.S. get to the final, I think. I'm never going to live it down. <laughs> but we that, got after it. was like, oh, no. That Curacao-Jamaica game was quite possibly worst thing you've ever seen. the worst match I've ever been to in person. It's Jamaica's fault. It's both their fault. Jamaica laid an egg. They're hamming eggers in that tournament. The forwards in midfield were literally thinking, we don't play defense. You're looking and we out don't there chase go, the ball. I could run in this game. I, I know. Run, I, I was about to around. go downstairs, find Peter Lee, and go get me in there. <laughs> I'd love to see in the Jamaican colors coming out. All right. So, I mean, people have been talking about it since uh, LAFC has parted ways with Andre Horta about bringing in a the third DP. It, the way LAC was going, there's no reason to rush into anything. Uh, you may not have the, let's be honest, right now your your best, uh, your number one target DPs in LAFC when they're going, they're, they're going to they're gonna look for a guy that, like Diego Rossi, like Andre Horta, where you have to break the purse strings a bit here. Top name uh, target may not be available right now. And he could sign him, he may not be able to mm-hmm. come down the road. So that's all part of it. But is... People getting impatient. We've heard what you've had to say about like where you should get the upgrade, but I'm a firm believer not rushing in for that DP. But I think the Galaxy result and the Portland result has told me maybe there is time for someone new to come in. You have a lot of players. You're waiting on a lot of players to see if they could produce. Certainly, a, a Zelaya, Fito Zelaya comes to mind. You know you have Lee Wynn. You get him more minutes. And I'm not sure where you get it, but I just know the effect it had last season and with many clubs Maybe you don't get a DP, but maybe you get somebody to come in. Maybe you do get the DP because look, you don't want this season to go to waste. I feel like you're hedging your bets now. You I initially a, said maybe you do get. You the initially DP. wanted the high level guy, like right? You're not gonna get Antoine Griezmann or uh, who are these guys that we're no. finding about? Gareth Bale, Rossi, Gareth not Bale. happening. Gareth Bale. You wouldn't want. Okay, you don't want. You don't want Daniele, that. Daniele De Rossi, and I love him. You, you don't, don't want, want that. Him. But is there a guy like a Diego Rossi mm-hmm. or someone in South America that you could use as your DP? Because I would imagine that's the direction the club will go for because they've had success. We've said it in the past with Eddie Segura and Eduardo Twist. Maybe a little more high-profile guy like a Rossi that can come in who's young, who you can kind of get in the system now, who can give you a pop at the second half. Because the big picture here is you're hanging with this group now, and maybe a little something will help because you can't let this season go to waste. Mm-hmm. This season, it is MLS a bus. It's no more year two. You've had such a historically good season. If you don't win MLS Cup, it is a huge, uh, it's a just a huge disappointment. Yes. Can you mix it up? Can to you bring somebody up? in? I think you can bring. Well, look, the finances are what they are, and I believe Will yeah, Coons, let's, 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 Will let's Coons said that. this in an interview with, with Statsbomb. Um, Statsbomb podcast is great for people that love numbers. I would highly recommend it. Please check I it out. Not looked at that. You told um, me too. Well. I told you to check it yes. out because Bob, both Bob and Will Coons were on their podcast, and I think for people that want to get a, a deeper dive into how we play, kind of the philosophy of the club, it's it's a really good listen. Uh, but Will Coons in that podcast says that there is some flexibility within the salary that they can do some things, and he said that aside from the DP. DP, when we talk about flexibility and we talk about DPs, that's not that's off that's kind of off the table because that is already outside of the salary cap, right? Now, as for so I think that there is movement that can be there. I I'm gonna I would say that this is not even going out on a limb. There will be a left back that will be coming in now that Mohamed El Manir is hurt. I mean, you only got Jordan Harvey in that position. I'm I'm almost gonna guarantee that there's gonna be a left back that's gonna come from somewhere. Could you get a Tam guy? Could you get someone like that? I do think that that's something that they were looking at prior to this match. I, so they are. They've got all. They've. But they're three or four steps ahead of all of us, and certainly maybe five or six ahead of me. And Taylor made this point to just to show how good LAFC's been, and I think it's a you can change it in different ways to remind people. But we've been playing with only two DPS this whole time, anyways. And yes, we lost this game, and again, it hurts. But. Look at where we are. Look at the pace that we're setting. Okay, but if you're playing with two DPs and you have this historic season and you can all, you, you can start to feel that MLS Cup coming into view, do you you get, do you loosen that 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 reason? Say, all right, now is the time to play with three mm-hmm. DPs. In your mindset, though, is it, are we a team that that plugs in a guy and all of a sudden he makes this this great great change to the team, or no, do, are it's we a, a team play. that? Yeah, 
Right. Or the MLS Cup is still a long ways off. It is, but in the course it is, but in the course of actually integrating a guy into the team, I don't think so. Look, any guy that's going to come in here, I'm going to guarantee you is not somebody that they found yesterday. Right? We've been told that multiple times yeah. by John, by everyone, over and over again. I mean, they talked about deal with somebody that they knew about before they even had the expansion draft. He was already and they on had their list. Put out feelers and tried, and it just not did not come through. So guaranteed that anyone that they're looking at, they've been looking at for a long time. It's not like John wakes up one day and goes, "Oh, I better get on the phone and get myself a superstar player." Yeah, they're they're in contacts. There's there's ways that there's intermediaries, there's scouts, there's all these different things. I just uh, somebody asked me, somebody said to me. We got to bring in a DP, and you know it's true. And I said, <laughs> what I said, strong vanilla, strong take, strong take, and I like it. Bring, bring the heat. But I would, I said this: if more than two guys would have had a good game against the Galaxy, and we still lost, I would agree with you. But when I look at it and say, Mark, Atu- Mark, I almost call him Mark Atuesta because they're so just interchangeable. Mark Anthony, Mark Atuesta. Anthony, <laughs> Mark Anthony K doesn't have a good game. Edward Atuesta doesn't have a good game. Diego Rossi doesn't have a good game. Dio doesn't have a good game. Everyone and, really. And you might not believe in those players the way I do, but I know what they're capable of because I've seen it through this season and last. If those guys play up to their abilities, we still don't need a DP, which is crazy. And I know that it's counterintuitive to what everybody wants, and you 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 almost this want that guy. you want that extra bit of sauce. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if 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 you're saying we fully swung and miss on Andre Horta, which I know Taylor said that, and I I should have challenged him on it. I don't think we fully swung and miss because if if all accounts are true that we have. Um, some kind of percentage on the sale. If Andre goes to Portugal and does great. That's not a full swing. That's not a full swing and miss, is it? Um, but if you're of that mind that we swung and miss on a DP, which uh, okay, fine, I agree with you. On, is Andre going to blow it out in Portugal? I don't know. I don't he know. might. Maybe He's, he seems very comfortable there. Um, and the Portuguese know how to sell players. <laughs> they do. <laughs> do you uh, still follow him? I follow him on Instagram. Did you follow him? Still follow him? I stopped following him. One uh, hundred. Yeah, I think I did. I did. Okay. I just want to say that because it's weird to go through that process. Yeah. It felt weird. I go, hey, I look, I, it was I like feel a breakup. great for him and I hope he does well. I don't need to see photos of him at Prague. Yeah, it's like a breakup. It's a breakup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to move on. It felt weird. I just want to let you know. Doesn't mean doesn't mean like a few months from now I might not scour his yeah. Instagram and just kind of look at some posts. But we I should just, have a, I'm just saying. We, we should have a conversation for a future podcast about breaking up on social media with athletes. Yeah. Because we've all done it. But uh, this is not a team that plays hero ball. Do you want, I'm just saying like the, the times that, types of players that I'm hearing that people want and the reason why they wanted to be DP is because they're like, we just, we want to dunk on people the way Zlatan dunked on us. First of all, finding a Zlatan is very difficult. I mean, that's not, that's not a given. It could be Gareth Bale for all I know and he's not, doesn't mean he's going to finish those chances that he finished against us. I mean, those were bonafide world-class, oh, the first one for sure, world-class finish. I, there's a handful of people in the entire world against MLS or not that can pull that finish off. Yeah. So, I'm just that's what I'm saying like do you want to bring in a guy that might unsettle things might need the ball all the time like Zlatan needs the ball all the time he doesn't do I, I agree with you 100% it's not going to be it's not going to be like that even if it's the beginning of the end of the season yeah. and they want their desired DP I would be stunned if it's a guy maybe a little 31 32 that's a super think, high usage yeah i think listen this is player. another thing this is another thing i don't think everyone's talked about it but you need to find a dp because you almost have to hedge your bets with carlos carlos is doing great right now he is but what happens what if he he's do so great he goes somewhere else what if he doesn't do this great the next time and you need that card you know you might be looking for a guy like that again mm-hmm. because you've got to not only be good now but you got to look forward to next year and th- two years and three mm-hmm. years it's but a long-term I- play and, well, that's long-term play. But I would argue everyone's telling me we need a DP because they want to win tomorrow. Yes, and that, that you need to do that too because I think based on that season. But, but with the team that we have. But it's are, not going to be a DP like that. With the team that we have, we, we can surely win tomorrow and we can continue the pace that we're on, right? So, look, if they bring in the long-term guy that they say to me, look, we've been looking at it. It's a young guy. He's a center forward that presses well. He links up. He can play on the half turn. Um, and we think in three years' time, we're going to sell him for $20 million or, or more. Fine. But if you're telling me, bring in, um, again, I'll just keep using Gareth Bell. Bring in Gareth Bell, Anton Griezmann, just because we need them. And we need $25 million the, Yeah, we need to dunk year. on the league. Then that's that's the completely wrong approach because, it, and this is another thing, this whole big game thing. We don't play well in big games. Okay. Lose to RSL in the playoffs. One off, big game. Yeah. Didn't play great, but they still only had two shots on goal. We weren't able to win. We lose to Portland this quarterfinal. This quarterfinal. They, that 
that performance, I think, was even more impressive than the Galaxy's because there was one point where we didn't have a shot on goal in the first half. And then, obviously, we lose the Galaxy, who's your rival. But did we not have a big game when we went to Portland we smacked them in the face? Did we not have a big game when we beat Portland last year in the quarterfinals? What about, you seem to forget the other big games that we had. What, D.C. D.C., that was the game of the year. Remember, it was first in the East, first in the West, and LAFC undressed them. Hey, that win in uh, San Jose is not looking too bad now. I mean, it wasn't yeah. a big game then, but I'm uh, just saying. I don't know about that one. There's, there's the, <laughs> they were a work in progress. Okay, well, what about even the first game of the season? You go down right. a goal to Sporting KC. Now, look, since then, they've had tons of injuries, and they've gone through their whole um, debacle with CONCACAF, but you could also say they were ahead of the game because they had CONCACAF at the height of where they should have been, and you come back from that. Is that not a big game? I'm just, this the selective memory of what is a big game and what is not. I feel like you got to continue to look at the whole body of work, and that's why, to me, when someone just, ah, get a DP in here, I, I don't see it. Yeah. I just don't. All so right. you're wrong, Max. Okay, well, yeah, well, I, I probably am. I just By the way, I think the next DP, if you ask me, I mean, I always like to look, and I don't know anything. I don't pry. I just get the idea. I, but I look in like these, the Argentine League and the Uruguayan League and the Colombian League. You just look for those good young players. Do research on who is it because maybe it's there. I'm not Stop saying it's Gareth Bale. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not fun. Maybe I like mean, one I, of these River Plate guys. We don't have an Argentine. We, we have Uruguayans and Colombians, a Brazilian, Salvadorian, Mexican. I'm not an Argentine. Yeah, the guys from that league are expensive. They don't That's always true. work out. Look, there's just so many factors. Okay. Well, we're going to, if something happens on Friday night against Atlanta, I'm sure the the community that wants activity in the transfer market will be even louder than ever. So we will preview that game, a game that is, LAFC has been great in getting a bad taste out of their mouth after defeat. They look to do it again at home. It's going to be bonkers as LAFC is back against the reigning champs. We preview that next on Inside LAFC. Back here on Inside LAFC, it's Max and it is Vince. Subscribe because we have great guests. We had Taylor Twelman. I thought that was really nice. We had John Thor. We have a little. This is a rare time where it's just me and you again. I know Taylor we had came Lauren here. Terry in here Lauren talking Terry. about the Women's World Cup. We got. I got a bunch of compliments about having Lauren in here, and it's funny. I because, got one too on even, uh, on Twitter. Yeah, Lauren right. was terrified. Lauren was terrified to be in here. She knocked it out of the park. So she it just goes to show you we're. We, we bring in guests, we make them comfortable, and they, they kill it. And they go on to do better her, things than us. She, like her little, Taylor and bottom Lord. lip was quivering a bit, and I was laughing, because I remember when I first started doing this, I was, I was brought in, I was like, whatever, 20, whatever. And I remember my bottom lip would quiver a bit. So it doesn't quiver anymore. It just took a long time for that to end. Atlanta United, the reigning champs. Never heard of them. This is uh, the, the, oh, mi- the mirror image of a campaign that I hope LAFC follows. Atlanta was an expansion team, a very good expansion team. They made the postseason. They hosted a playoff game in the wild card round. They lost it at home, came back in year two, even better, even though they didn't win the Supporter Shield because of a historic season for the New York Red Bulls. They were right there, and they won MLS Cup. LAFC expansion team, very good expansion team. Hosted a playoff game at home, lost it in year one, and now I've been gangbusters in year two. Maybe they get passed by somebody and then they win it. I don't know, but there's a lot that you like to imitate from Atlanta. And LAFC has kind of mirrored them across the board up to this point, even with certain players and personalities and that new club smell, which has been so good for them. So uh, Atlanta had a horrible start to the season. I think one win in their first five and pressure. It was it was interesting because... You didn't hear coaches getting in, in that kind of hot water, but you know people were after Frank DeBoer. They're like, well, it's not working after the great success of Tata Martino, and more so because he brings in a new system and their superstar signing. And we talked about bringing in a high-profile player from Argentina. It was Piti Martinez. He was the best player in South America based on the accolades. Couldn't fit in. Maybe starting to fit in now, but Maybe. it's been a struggle. But here is Atlanta. Big win over uh, the weekend, leaving it late to score twice from the Martinez boys. Uh, Joseph and Pitti scoring. Pitti scoring the the game winner. And now they are snug into second place in the Eastern Conference with with all the looks of a team that could probably finish on top of the East now that they've got themselves going. So a dangerous team coming in here. Big spot for LFC. We knew this was going to be the trying time in July. This is their last game for the month. Want to end it on a high note. Yeah, pure talent wise, that Atlanta team looks really good. We saw them in the preseason, and it was like it felt like it was like a preseason. It was it felt 
Yeah. Felt legit. It felt like a moment where it was like, let's let's just kind of measure a little bit against, you know, because Pitti was playing. Barco, I know, is, is now coming back from injury. I don't think he's going to feature in this game. I think he's still, he's been out for a little while. Um, but yeah, here here's one thing though. Look, don't underestimate this league because everyone told me P.T. Martinez is going to show up here. He's going to easily be the best player in the league from day one. And I said, don't, really? Don't don't you think that maybe he's got to have a little bit to learn? He's going to have to deal with this. And yeah, Frank DeBoer might have stood in his way a little bit. But Frank DeBoer expects certain things of him. And it's not just, hey, come out here and be the best player. No, be the best player for our team in the way I want you to be the best player. So he sits him this last match. He brings him in. He scores the game winner and is a big part of how they turn around that match. So maybe the message has been received. But I still look at that team and they play a little slow for me. Um, and, and that's by design. It was a good win last this weekend, but they they left it late, missed a bad penalty, and there is it's not the irresistible force we saw under Tata by any means. Yeah, and it's not the, the same ways. It's not the same type of team that they were last season, where you could say that type of team is what troubles LAFC. A star striker that finishes everything and that's up for every ball and that runs as hard as he can on every ball with a, a guy like Miguel Amaron who can basically just cover 70 yards of the field in a couple of gallops and really, you know, pack it in. And then when they need to go turn on the jets, burn and go past you. That's the, those are the types of teams that LFC does struggle with at times, right? Because we have a lot of the ball. We want to move up as a unit. And if you've got a guy that can get in behind like Martinez and you got a, a facilitator like uh, Almiron that's so fast and that can pick out precise passes, that can give you some trouble, especially when you're defending a high line, you're defending with maybe just two guys, maybe one guy at certain points. But now I look at the team and I say, well, now Atlanta is a team that they want to come, they want to come out slowly. They don't want to hit you off the break. And I do think this is a big match for both teams. Both teams need this match, right? They need it pretty bad. But the East is really tightly packed. Yeah. So if you, if, Atlanta's won three of ten away games, so it's not really their forte. Uh, still not terrible, but it that East, if you if you hit a bad patch here in August, LAFC trouble. has one regular season loss at home in twenty six matches. And in matches in matches that LAFC has played directly after a loss in the regular season, they have won both, six points out of six, and they've out, they have outscored their opponents nine goals to two. Just put that out there. The response from a, whatever Bob does, whatever he says to them after a match, and then leading up to the match after it's a worked. loss, it works. So I, I would, when I look at all the balance of things, and I've been wrong because I was much very wrong about the Galaxy match. But when I look at the way that Atlanta plays, you were reluctant to get in there, though. You knew there was I know. I hate predicting play. things. You're yeah, because like, yeah, you're right. It, it was what we saw. It was Laton, and I said if something weird happens, which a guy going off like he did happens. Um, but if I just look at the, I think it's going to be a good game. It's two teams that like to pass the ball, like to move. They have ideas. I think from that respect, it's going to be a good game. But if I look at the two teams and I look at the response that LAAC has had, being at home, and then the type of team that Atlanta is, I, I feel good going into this match. But I will agree that absolutely this is a moment that if they stumble, we can start to ask some questions. We can start to ask some questions, I see. We'll have this discussion again. I remember at the beginning of the season, we had our LAFC Black and Gold show on YouTube TV. Get it today. It's awesome. But I've been filling up my uh, my DVR. But wait, you never fill up a DVR. It's, it's, it's bottomless. It's like a bottomless mimosa on a brunch, except it's a DVR. So we did the show, and I said this was the game I was looking forward to the most, and it really holds true. I mean, the, the rivalry games are huge. But because of the the attractive nature, because of the players that will be on the field, I mean, there's such a volume of talent and uh, attacking prowess. And I I enjoy the coaching sideline thing. That's why I really enjoyed the San Jose game with Matias Almeida. This to a, a little different as well to know that, you know, a guy with Frank DeBoer, who is a player and uh, certainly is a coach, not as decorated as Bob, but when you combine both player and coaching thing, this is a guy who must have a beautiful mind with regards to the sport. So that's an exciting thing as well. The question to me is, is Pitti going to break through? Because I've seen this guy and, and I would agree he was a guy who was going to take, take over well. When you, when you think of all the good South America, I was watching this weekend. It's been blowing me away how well MLS clubs have done bringing in players from South America. The Argent, Brian Fernandez, obviously, who I think is going to be the best player in this league maybe by 2022, 2021. 
Gustavo Bo. After now, Carlos wait, wins after MVP Carlos, this year. Right? Yeah. yeah. He's going to be in there. Gustavo Bo's is, who's already got something. Pr- provided the LFC is going to face him the following week after Atlanta. Jefferson Savarino of Real Salt Lake. He really starting to wow him more and more. Beautiful player from Venezuela. And then, of course, a guy like Diego Rossi. But this guy was is uh, a class above uh, with Pitti. And you, you mentioned uh, Barco, and he's not gonna he's not gonna play. But this is a guy who's a touch above. But Pitti Martinez is a seasoned pro, and you get the feeling at some time it's going to click. His goal last week it was a, it wasn't a thing of beauty. He was on the line. He able to head it in. But it showed something that's got to help the player too. So I'm I'm be keen on seeing what LAFC does defensively and how much uh, response or how much attention they put on his shoulders. But this is a guy who I I, I truly believe at any moment can explode. So hopefully it's not this Friday. Yeah, hopefully not. I mean, uh, the the one thing I would say with him is he's one of the few out of that list that you name that I think is pretty close to his finished product. So I think Brian Fernandez has a has a higher ceiling. Jefferson Severino's never really. He's shown that he could have a higher ceiling, but we're not so sure. But Pitti, especially when you're being South American Player of the Year, I mean, you're that's probably where you're at. And he's he's 24, I believe. So the things that he is getting in trouble for with Frank DeBoer are things that are probably easily foreseeable. When you're a guy that you think like I, I know what I'm doing, I've got this figured out. I don't want to. I don't want to play defense. I don't want to do these things. He's not doing those little extra things, and I think that's why Frank sits him down and says, "You're not starting this game," because I need to get a message across. Like, look, you yeah. may be as, as talented as any player on this pitch, but if you don't contribute to what the team does and for what we want to do and the shape that we want to have, I can't have you out there. That relationship has gotten better, and maybe because of things that Frank DeBoer did. I would like to point this out. We we, we see Carlos Vela on a historic run with regards to scoring goals and maybe he passes Joseph Martinez's total that was set a season ago at this pace he will but you look behind him it's five goals it's it's not like he's right on his bumper but Zlatan and Joseph Martinez 16 and Joseph could score goals missed a penalty he's another guy that is going to require attention and it's good to see in the big picture a guy like like that have a historic season he had some bumps here along the way but he's just a pure goal scorer and it I think he answered some some criticism that said you can only score in the Tata system because now he's doing it with a new coach and not far from what Carlos Vela's total is. And he's super streaky. I mean, we saw last year, we were, we have that chasing history page and we kind of look ahead to see like, where did Joseph pick up goals? Because right now, Carlos is just a little bit ahead of his pace. But in this point of the season last year, this is where Joseph went wild. I mean, we're talking, I think it was like 15 goals in eight games. I mean, he's it, he just picks them up in bunches, and then he'll go cold for like two or three games, and all of a sudden he'll score six more goals in three games. So you, you look at him, and he, the the one thing I'll say for him is this: he doesn't get cheated. No. I mean, he makes every run as hard as he can. He's a he's a fiery guy. I just think that sometimes maybe he gets in his own head, and that's what contributes to the streakiness. As much as the streakiness, getting being in your own head can help you in those moments when you're like, I'm hot right now. Anything I touch is gold. It also maybe hinders him a little bit, where maybe he presses a little too hard, pushes a little hard. Um, but I, I agree with you. He's he's shown he's shown that he's not just a guy that gets in behind and basically can feast off of the space that's left by by defenses pushing up. He's shown now that in a somewhat pragmatic system where they push up slowly, they kind of eat up chunks of yardage, hold the ball, hold the ball, hold the ball. He can score that way too. You got a prediction? I don't know. Uh. You, you got me last time. I can't I, believe I did it. I, I never touched this I, yeah. one, although I have faith in our boys I, I predict in black this. and gold. I, I, I'm excited for this match in the ways that you're excited because Atlanta is a measuring stick, um, and we want to have a good performance against a good team. But also on the top of it, I think it's going to be a really good game, to be honest. There's going to be passing. There's two teams that have ideas with the ball, and they're not just simply get it to one guy and see what happens. I mean, for as electric as that Galaxy-LAFC game was, you're not going to show that to a neutral that has no idea about the history and everything else and say, what do you think? Was that a good game? They're going to go, no. No. <laughs> no. It wasn't two teams going like like for like and just going at each other. It was, it was just kind of, hey, let's throw it up there and let's scrap it. So I think this is, this is going to be a little bit different in that way. I don't think Atlanta, knowing Frank DeBoer and how just regimented he is, there's not a chance he's going to look at that Galaxy game and go, oh, I got an idea. <laughs> what if we just lob it up to Joseph and see if he can win the game? That, so, that'll never so work. That will never work and it will never happen. So uh, thankfully, I think from that aspect, if uh, if you can watch this game in the stadium or on TV, 
it's going to be another one of those things where we say we need great games in MLS. We need them week at least one or two great games week in and week out where two teams just show that the level of football on display can be of a high class level. Uh, I think we're going to get it. And it's going to look right. good. Uh, games on ESPN and worth mentioning what we've been told. This is going to be a hot one of the hottest tickets. You can check. Go to LAFC.com to see if there are available. I'm sure there are. But if there are, there's not many of them. So if you watch on TV or check it on ESPN 710, this is this is going to be atmosphere. I think some, you might see some really cool people there at the stadium as well, as you tend to do from time to time. Like these guys. Yeah. Let's rock and roll. We'll be there. Right. Max, you'll be off. You'll get to hang out and run around. I will be off. I am. I, I won't get to the details. I've wasted enough of your time. Well, tell them, where you're my, going. tell them where you're going after the game. I did ask you to tease that for everyone. My Catalina? Well, no. no. I'm actually going to be yeah, per, Not personally. What are you doing? What, 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 oh, what are you doing after this match? The following week? Yes. MLS yes, All-Star please. Week. I'll be hosting the uh, skills competition with Stu Holden. So they're bringing it back. It's, not really, it's, a, new, it's a new vision. And no, Carlos go- Vela will participate. Wayne Rooney is going to participate. All the All-Stars will be there. Nani, João Felix of Atletico. There's an Atletico Madrid team. He's going to be there. Hector Herrera. Should be fun. So if you're in Orlando, Disney's uh, Wide World of Sports Complex, come on by. Max, you're my guy on the inside. You got to do this for me. Goalie wars. We need it back. Goalie Start wars. Start lobbying for it. The second you get out there, every time you're on the broadcast, go, hey, this is great and all, but I could really use some goalie wars. Maybe right. some Joe Cannon, some Zach Thornton. Come on. Wow. If you don't know what goalie wow. wars is, look up the previous YouTube, MLS. Right? Yes, it's on YouTube. Look up those MLS skills competitions from like 2000. Right. Rob Stone. I watched some Rob Stone. Would yeah, be was Stoner out there? He did a nice job. It was tough back then. So, uh, by the way, it's, there's a Saturday media game, which I won't be there. That'd be fun for us to attend one of these years but you have to be there Saturday the game's on Wednesday who could be in it I can't be in it Orlando five days yeah we got places to be we got things to do people to meet this is a good thing about living in LA you never want to leave LA as plus, you all know plus we would just re-wreck that game yeah <laughs> indeed you heard it here first when that game comes out here to Bank California Stadium Max and I unplayable you could get wrecked some would think it might be coming very 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 soon wink wink we'll see I have no info I don't have any info but you know Common sense would suggest next year it's coming to L.A. or Minnesota. But Minnesota just got their stadium, so yeah, that's just that's just my mind working. So maybe we'll we'll see. Okay, all right, Vince, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you at the game. Subscribe to the podcast and uh, enjoy the week.